0: Welcome to the Superpower Success Podcast. It's time to shift your paradigm, gain some inspiration, and get moving towards that next level of success. Today, we're talking about being your truth teller. So hopefully for some of you, that podcast title Drew you into wondering what that actually means, and so have no fear. I have an expert um, here to talk to us about this because I am definitely excited to with for my own takeaways from this conversation. So, Knock Thatch is here, and she is the founder of Mixmaker. It's a PR and communications firm based in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. And thank you, Knock, for being here and for for sharing your truth with us. Thank you so
1: much for having me, Jamie. It's always great to be within your presence, even here on zoom (laughs) and to feel your heart energy from even
0: just the internet waves here. So
1: (laughs) great to be here today and to um, speak with your listeners a little bit.
0: Yeah. And then story back and I met just recently, but at an event and, and afterwards, she stuck out for me because she said, it's just, you know, thank you for, you know, having me at the event and I just love your energy. And it was like, when someone recognizes your energy, it's very different than it was nice to meet you, right? Or, you know, whatever. Yeah. And so and that's- you had such a big tell to the way that you use the word love that
1: really has stuck with me. It's not something that we have normalized within corporate culture at all. So it, it just spoke to me so much and inspired me that you were able to really talk about the L word in front of that room because you had so many executive leaders and powerful ones from our community here in Sioux Falls
0: present. Well, I'm so glad that I have that ripple effect. It's always nice to know that, that it does have an impact for people. So where I would love you to start is for you to kind of share your journey, right? And you have just heads up, people don't pause it now. You have a fantastic journey. Like to the point where I read a story about Nock and like goosebumps and like tears in my eyes. like amazing story. So would you share kind of what, what has been that journey to kind of get you where you are today as a successful entrepreneur?
1: Yeah. Thank you so much for that, Jamie. That meant a lot to me that you a read the story and then B um, gave me the feedback that you did. Um, <laughs> The journey, and I've sat through so many executive and and franchisee roundtables um, to describe my story, and it's somewhat unconventional. Um, but I've never done it with my community here in Sioux Falls, where I grew up before. So, being able to to delve into the truth of, you know, how Knock Thatch became the woman that she is today. Um, was absolutely liberating. So I'm excited to tell you a little bit more about that here today. Um, Where I really like to start on my communications journey is talking about my family's origins. We immigrated from Vietnam in 1992, arrived in San Francisco um, October 31st, it was actually Halloween of 1992, and my family ended up in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Within a couple of years after that, and this is really where we um, we sent down our roots. Right, mm-hmm. um, the community that I found myself in right away. Um, became extremely important because my family was still learning English. I was the youngest one within the family. So my role over the next, you know, 10 years was really to learn English um, and to be that, that mediator that in-between person and the interpreter um, at doctor's appointments at um, stores and prescription runs um, or even just you know, simple day-to-day activities, um, people coming to the house, the census. Um, there are a number of things that a family like ours would need um, a translator for, and that's essentially what I became. And so that was the first chapter of, you know, learning the importance of storytelling and being able to to tell you know, the truth about a situation, even though it was uncomfortable, or even if I didn't have like the right skill sets at the right time to adequately and meaningfully convey something, that was the skill that I really grew um, throughout my career, well, throughout my schooling and then throughout my career. Um, And it was like a muscle that, you know, I I engaged the most, Um, mostly because I think that upbringing is rare. And then there is also an appetite for the truth because the truth is so compelling. And then in the professional world, in the PR world and communications, the truth is so much more interesting too.
0: And so I think it's really interesting you talk about that the skill around communication, and we don't often tie it back. You clearly are good storytellers. We don't tie it back to earlier, early in our lives like that. Right. And knowing that some of the hardest things we've had to do have actually built the muscles Right mm-hmm. for the passion and the things we're really good at now. Right, we, none of us were born with these skill sets. Like, okay, maybe like if you're a really good basketball player, there might be some genetics in there. But for this kind of stuff, like this is not stuff people were born with. It's it's things that their experience in life created. Right. And, and what what other points at your journey can you point back to, like really needing to lean on this skill? Oh my goodness. Um...
1: I think there were a, a number of, of difficult things that I, I really needed to learn. Um, and so I, I speak about pain being an efficient teacher. Um, the repercussions of making mistakes were often painful. And, um, and I, I think that that turned me into a bit of a perfectionist, you know, the fear of pain or the fear of making a mistake, um, and how that would affect my family. Or I think about like my mom applying for citizenship and I was in fifth or sixth grade at the time and the citizenship test itself is really difficult. So I remember, you know, putting a lot of pressure on myself for, for helping her and tutoring her as best as I could. because the, the consequence of not being a citizen, I believe, was so great. So I think risk and pointing to the points in your life when, you know, you, you faced a lot of risk for making mistakes, that really accelerates the learning opportunities. Later on in um, high school and college, I became very competitive. Um, so I, I speak about a, a time in my life where I was extremely ambitious. I was working to earn my space and to be worthy of the sacrifices that were made, um, for me in order to have the education that I did. And, and I would say that those are, those are the, the big moments in my life that I can look back to and, and really tie in the the storytelling components. And then the unique style of really bringing the truth to the forefront, the risk of not telling the truth or the risk of, um, you know, not telling that story
0: is far too great to avoid it. I love that. Th- throughout this journey, what what do you really think are your superpowers that have helped you kind of navigate this, right? Clearly storytelling and that, like, what what do you lean on or what have you had to lean on during this, this journey? So I, I continue
1: to lean on speaking from the heart leading from the heart. And of course the, the subject of this whole podcast is, is being a truth teller. And I think the differentiation between being simply honest and being a truth teller. Um, Come down to, like the, the the small responses that we provide day to day. That can sound like, oh, everything's going fine. Um, my day was great. Um, the company is stronger than ever. Uh, we're making real, you know, momentum here within the walls of our company. Or we're really pushing the needle by doing these things. I think. Being so close to the pandemic declarations anniversary reminds me that the truth and telling the truth was the absolute most compelling thing that we could do um, to remove as much of the, you know, um, formality and puffery that often comes from external communications and then, of course, investor relations as well. Um, did a lot to earn trust and confidence, and at the end of the day, that is what moves your business at the speed of lightning, trust and confidence, Um, and being consistent in telling the truth and removing that additional, you know, space and distance that language can sometimes create was extremely powerful. Um, And that's what was definitely needed during a time such as the pandemic.
0: Yeah, and I, you know, you give examples of, I hate the word fine. Yeah. How are you? Fine. How's the business? Fine. How's your culture? We think it's fine. Right. I, like we hear it all the time and I'm like, "Is fine. Are we really okay with fine? Is that where we've achieved? Like, that's what we want life to be. And, but I, I just reminded of like, we're on autopilot and I'm hoping the last year shook some of us free of that, but just of the questions we ask each other, of the responses that we share with each other, right. Back to your point about telling stories. It's like, It's autopilot. How are you? Fine. I'm good. Thanks. Right. It's the the casual chit chat that we all do as we're passing somebody or we see someone at a networking event, but we don't ever get to the story. So I want to dive into that because I really want your perspective. I want to, I want to learn from you on like how to really be your truth teller. Right. As you talk about this is a superpower of yours. Like it's not natural for a lot of people, or maybe it is, and we just don't know it is because we've been conditioned to be on autopilot and right. And how we interact with people, like, what is that? What does that truth telling really mean to you? And why do you think it's important for all business leaders, right? People listening to, to focus on.
1: Yeah. So in public relations and within my work for a hotel franchising company, there were often times where we would need to describe something fairly complex, um, And if we were not successful in, you know, simplifying that, distilling those complex ideas and explaining them in a way that people could understand and inspire them to move or act or change, um, it it posed huge risks for the company if, if we were not understood. So, I believe that within crisis management, and this is mainly because of um, the COVID-19 crisis, and we're talking about, you know, a franchise operations for close to 60 hotels at the time and navigating not only our our consumers and guests, uh, but our operators, our investors, our franchisees through a 24-7 operation during a time when everything seems so uncertain, um, it, it really affirmed the fact that we needed to lean on our community. And I think that begins with one, defining who that community is. Um, I think this is a part of crisis management and public relations that people kind of write off. They, they go right to thinking about how to mitigate risks for the company or to protect the company and um, to maybe sometimes distract people. Um, So that's where like storytelling can go awry or public relations and communications can go awry is when the risk and fear is leading and not the heart and you know integrity of the company. So I think navigating a time where virtually all of our competitors and um, partners in the industry were seeing for the very first time as well, um, leaning with it or leaning on that community, knowing who they are, and speaking to them very directly and in as, as uh, conscientious of a way as we could, um, is, is really how I developed the superpower within a very unique time. Um, in our industry and, of course, in the world's economy.
0: When you think about, right, the leaders that are listening, and it's not that the, any of us don't want to tell the truth or, right, you know, have this and, and, and speaking this way, I think there's a, there's a fear, there's a real fear of just where society is today, right? And being a truth teller and your own truth teller, sharing your story, sharing your opinion, sharing your, is like, why do so many people struggle with this? I think
1: there is one, a a human level, um, an internal struggle within all of us. So self-work is extremely important for communicators and executive leaders. And I think you in your work bring that home and really share that work with everyone in a very heartfelt way that that works. And then you apply the correct systems to it as well. Um, I think that internal work really needs to look like, why do I feel like I have to um, be worthy of this space? Or do I shrink um, within a room? Or do I grow within that room? Um, How can I affect the environment immediately surrounding me? And I think the answers to that question on an internal level really answer um, many of our questions on a broader corporate communications level as
0: well. Yeah, it's the same kind of theory. And do you, what role do you think social media plays in maybe positive or negative, right? On truth telling and, and people feeling like they can, even even brands. Right, yeah. so when I think back over the last year, right, we're in Minneapolis, right. The trial kicked off, and right, we're dealing kind of, we're kind of reliving a bit of the George Floyd incident, and there was a lot of businesses that didn't know how to respond, right? They didn't want it to be inauthentic, but they felt the pressure to say something, mm-hmm. and that's just one small example. But like, I feel that happening over and over again is, is especially from a business standpoint, is. You know, how do we tell our truth and be authentic and, you know, the things we don't know without feeling like we're going to be like, right, everyone's going to come down on us. It's a very, it's a t- we're very touchy right now. I think as a society and what yeah. we can say and not say.
1: I think that most businesses, I truly believe most businesses want to be inclusive um, and not divisive. And I think that with the combination of issues that we had over the summer and, um, you know, ongoing, the best advice that I could give to people who, who, and business owners who truly felt compelled to make a statement was yes, everything that you put out on social media or the internet has the potential to to live forever so you refer back to PR and communications 101 statements do need to stand alone so making sure that those statements um, are not you know fractions of thoughts or uh, hurried and rushed out to the public just so that you can join a movement or to make sure that people understand one small part about you. um, I think that's, that's the right approach on, on making a statement and responding in kind to um, people who might be reaching out to your business and, and asking what your stance or your position is on something. The other is that um, you, you don't want to be silent either. Um, If you are regularly, um, showing your your consumers and your investors, all of your audiences that you care about specific things as they accord to your mission and values as a company, then don't choose you know, this time when this topic is top of mind on, on everyone's mind. Um, don't choose this time to be silent and to withhold and and to keep those thoughts internal, develop a statement, put it out there um, and respond to the feedback, allow that statement to evolve and grow through, you know, the subsequent responses and interactions that you may have. Um, And and giving yourself that room to grow after that is also really important to humanize your business.
0: And I think it is that last point is when I really want to hit home is I think we all need to give each other, whether it's brands and companies or or people permission to grow because we're all growing through this entire journey. And sometimes it's like, we're never going to have it all figured out and the exact right thing to say, but permission to grow is here's what I know. (laughs) here's how I feel. And then I'll probably learn something else. Another perspective will be shared to me. Right. And it's okay for us to grow and evolve through that. And sometimes we don't give ourselves permission and we certainly don't give companies and brands permission to do that. A lot of times
1: we're so afraid of appearing weak. I think are, you know, geared toward their job description of mitigating risk and um, wanting to bolster the company through words. And it, it simply doesn't work that way, right. you know? Um, again, I believe leaning on um, your mission and core values and if you don't have them, develop them, if not for yourself and your company, I, that constantly is the guide for, you know, or the at least the very skeleton of a company's um, communications plan and crisis management plan.
0: Right. Right, that should be their guiding mechanism for how they respond, right? It's that solid yeah. It
1: should inform the large decisions that they may make on a quarterly or an, annual um, basis, but also all of the small, small ticket items. I was on a call last week where one of the core values really informs an employee that they are, you know, responsible for making postage, postage decisions. Um, so if they had to expedite a package that needed to get somewhere, uh, an entry level employee, should be able to make, you know, the 25 cent decision on their
0: own as they are informed by their core values. Right. Right. I love that. So you, you talked about it at the beginning, you talked about leading with your heart, and this is something that you talk about. And I love this, this idea. Um, how has that helped you in your journey? Okay. How have you, how have you used that? it
1: has defined my voice. Again, I don't think that words or wrangling words is specifically my talent, but most people would put that into a job description or clients are really just looking for someone to find all the right words and put them together for them. But really, the the superpower at work here is my presence within the work and my care and consideration for the client, the franchisee, the, the end receiver of the communication. So that makes the work stand out. It humanizes, um, a brand a business, a company, and at the same time takes pressure off of, you know, finding the wordsmith because at the end of the day, I don't, I, again, I don't care, you know, how well someone um, articulate something, but I care about how I feel based on that interaction. And I think that's what um, consumers really want us to know, is they, they digest all of the words that we put out there, but do we have heart behind it? Can they feel what our intended purpose is? And can we inspire them to move, act or change a behavior that where you know is the objective of the communication project or campaign.
0: And you know it's fascinating to me how these principles really circumvent all areas of business and life because as you're talking and you're talking specifically about how you help brands, right, companies do this, all I can think about is the reason you and I connected and when I was talking about the love word was how leaders use that with their people. It's the same thing is we all have access to the same words that we can choose to use in whatever way we want for good, for hate, right? For what, however we want to use them. And the big difference is where that where the energy with the words is coming from. And it's the same thing as leaders is we can choose different questions. We can choose to ask the question in a different way. We can choose whether to come at that question or that interaction with with anger or frustration or love every single moment we have that opportunity to use our words differently right and I'm not going to get the quote right but um the Mark Twain quote um Mm -hmm. the difference between the right word and the almost right word is the difference between a lightning bug and a a bolt of lightning yeah right and it's just it's language and the way language is delivered is so important and right. as leaders, I think we don't put the right level of importance on it, right? We don't train our leaders in, in how to use, you know, I think back to my kids, like when they were little and they were frustrated and I would say all the time, use your words, right? <laughs> use your words. Like I did. And that's what it takes me back to is like, instead of being frustrated, right? Use the words to communicate, like, right? Get, get your, get your point across in a different way. Yes.
1: And, and- I- and a lot of that also comes down to, to self-awareness and, and being able to, you know, distill what it is that's in your mind. And I think one of the best things about the culture cohort event was right after you said love, you you realized that you kind of threw like a, a little language bomb into the room <laughs> full of, you know, powerful executives. But at the same time, you um, you empathized with that and, and said, why do I use such a soft word such as love, you know, or people can, people can look at it and, or hear it and feel that it might be too mushy or too soft for, um, a corporate environment, but that's
0: at times the bomb that we need. Right. Right. So for, for leaders that are listening and, and, uh, probably agree with right. Everything we're saying that this is important and, but it's still overwhelming, right. With leading with their heart, being a truth teller, like being able to step into this, where, where where do they start? What's something simple or, or how do they start thinking about this differently?
1: Again, I go back to thinking about, you know, on a personal level, look at the difficult times within your life. Um, where you saw something that was really hard to communicate, but needed to be communicated, whether it was it within your own, you know, personal relationships, a marriage, a relationship with um, family or bosses and um, coworkers. How did you get through that? And I would, I would almost assert that you couldn't do it without your community. Um, And community doesn't have to mean like the neighborhood or the city or, you know, the various networking groups that you lean on, but your inner circle start with that. Like when was the last time you really confided in people and what did you take away from that interaction? I think that knowing who these people are why they're in your life and why they continue to help you develop and grow um, are, are really good places to start on understanding the power of you know candor and truth telling and leading with the heart those are extremely important conversations that have consequences beyond the event itself it impresses um you know a lesson upon you and you know to to say that even positive wonderful awesome life events um wouldn't do the same is is not the truth either think about the happy moments in your life whenever you had to make an announcement about you know uh, a new pregnancy or, uh, an engagement or any other life, like milestone that you might have. Um, think about how those interactions go, who you look to first and why. And then if you're looking to relay this power, um, translated in the professional business world, think about those milestones within a company and the announcements that need to be made and, and who gets those communications at which point and why.
0: Right. I love that. It's, it's really just like leaning on those moments that are the emotional heartfelt moments, Mm -hmm. and then figuring out how to leverage that same power in, in other moments, right. That maybe aren't as naturally as, as, Is emotional, but you can, it's that's the same thing that you're tapping into. And I love that idea. So, Nak, how can people, you know, that clearly you are good at what you do, right? You really understand this, this broader view of language of communication and how leaders need to be able to use this for their businesses, right? For the, for the right, for good. Um, how can people find out more about you, about your business, about how you can help them if they're dealing with this and they're, they're struggling with this in their business?
1: Yes. So to learn more about MixMaker, go to mixmaker.info, I-N-F-O. And to connect with us on Facebook or LinkedIn, just search MixMaker. And I have personal profiles on Twitter and Instagram under I'm knock Thatch.
0: And we will make sure and include all of those handles in the podcast notes so people can easily get to them um, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Every time, the more I get to know you, the more I, I, I love who you are as a human. And I just look, I look forward to continuing to learn from you because I think you're wise beyond your years. Um, and you have an amazing and incredible story and you have a really bright future ahead of you. So I look forward to, to following all of that as you grow. And thank you for sharing your knowledge with everybody today and helping us think differently.
1: I appreciated this time with you so much, Jamie. And thank you for being exactly who you are, wherever you are. I know you're all over the place and um, really living in hotel rooms from time to time. So I appreciate this time with you so much and look forward to learning from you and loving you and, and more uh, times to come here
0: love it and and to all the listeners you know each of these podcasts and i know i sound like a broken record but i just want to remind you that each of these podcasts is meant to just be one small shift in your perspective right this isn't fundamentally have to to change your life or have to you have to do something completely different but it's to provide you a different perspective because we are in a time of change of true transformation and it's good transformation if we take advantage of it and and we look inward and we look at those things that we need to change as humans. Um, And and that's what this podcast is meant to be for sharing stories like Knox and her advice and and her superpowers that hopefully it helps you build those muscles as well. So I continue to be grateful for this community and for the people that that engage with this podcast. Thanks everyone. Thanks so much for listening. If you like this episode, please click that little subscribe button so you get the latest episodes when we release them. And we would so appreciate a rating and a review. We'd love to hear from you on how these podcast topics are having an impact for you. And if you haven't subscribed to our newsletter, make sure and go to our website, keystonegroupintl.com to sign up.